What is the most common inherited bleeding disorder? In 1924, a physician in Finland encountered a five-year-old patient with severe bleeding from her nose and gums. Her parents were cousins, and three of her siblings died from gastrointestinal bleeds. Years later, she bled to death at the time of her fourth menstrual period. The physicians named this condition hereditary pseudohemophilia. It took another 30 years to find the plasma protein that is implicated in this disease. This bleeding disorder is now known as von Willebrand disease, named after the physician who first described it, Dr. Eric von Willebrand. Today, our patient has von Willebrand disease, and you are the doctor. Welcome to The Internet Work, a podcast written by medical residents meant to serve you better on the wards and on call. Today's episode is titled, The Missing Factor, Von Willebrand Disease. Time for our minute physiology. Von Willebrand factor is a plasma protein that is produced by endothelial cells and megakaryocytes. It is stored in endothelial cells, megakaryocytes, and platelets. Von Willebrand factor plays a key role in hemostasis. It is essential for platelet adhesion and aggregation at sites of vascular injury. It also chaperones coagulation factor 8 in the plasma. In von Willebrand disease, patients either have reduced, absent, or dysfunctional von Willebrand factor, which causes bleeding. The symptomatic prevalence of von Willebrand disease is approximately 1 in 1,000. Females are more likely to be diagnosed because of increased bleeding challenges, such as menstrual bleeding and childbirth. Von Willebrand disease is classified into three main types, 1, 2, and 3. The inheritance of von Willebrand disease can be either autosomal dominant or autosomal recessive, depending on the type. Approximately 80% of patients have type 1 von Willebrand disease which is a partial deficiency in von Willebrand factor. This means that less von Willebrand factor is produced. Type 2 is a qualitative defect, meaning that the activity of von Willebrand factor is dysfunctional. Type 2 has four subtypes, 2A, 2B, 2M, and 2N. In type 2B, von Willebrand factor has increased binding to platelets, which results in thrombocytopenia. Remember this, it will be important when we discuss treatment later on in the podcast. Type 3 is the rarest form of von Willebrand disease. These patients have severe bleeding from total or near-total absence of von Willebrand factor. The diagnosis of von Willebrand disease starts with a thorough history. Because it is inherited, it is important to ask for a family history of von Willebrand disease, or bleeders, in the family. Next, ask detailed questions about the patient's personal bleeding history. Bleeding events in von Willebrand disease are primarily mucocutaneous. In women, the most common presenting symptom is heavy menstrual bleeding. A detailed history of menses is important. Other common symptoms are epistaxis, excessive bleeding from minor wounds, bleeding with dental or surgical procedures, and postpartum bleeding. Musculoskeletal bleeding such as heme arthrosis or hematoma is unusual but can be seen in type 3. The use of structured bleeding questionnaires, known as bleeding assessment tools, is recommended in the initial assessment of patients with bleeding symptoms. Bleeding assessment tools produce a bleeding score that tells you if the bleeding symptoms your patient is experiencing is outside the range of normal. 
Patients with an abnormal bleeding score should be further evaluated with blood work. Next, perform a physical exam. You should evaluate for evidence of bleeding including size, location, and distribution of petechiae, ecchymosis, and hematomas. You should also note physical signs of anemia, including pallor of the face or conjunctivae. Once a thorough history and physical are complete, the next step is obtaining blood work. Initial screening tests include CBC, PT, PTT, and fibrinogen. CBC may show thrombocytopenia in type 2B. PTT can be prolonged if the factor 8 level is significantly reduced, as seen in type 3. However, these screening tests are often normal, and specific testing is needed to diagnose von Willebrand disease. Further testing includes measurement both of the amount and the activity of von Willebrand factor. The von Willebrand factor antigen test determines the amount of von Willebrand factor in the plasma. Von Willebrand factor activity is tested using one of two assays, von Willebrand factor rhizocetin cofactor or von Willebrand factor G1BM. A combination of these tests, plus the measurement of factor 8, allows for the classification of patients into type 1, 2, or 3. Additional specialized tests, such as von Willebrand factor multimer analysis or genetic testing, is performed in some cases. It is important to know that von Willebrand factor is an acute phase reactant. Exercise, stress, infection, and inflammatory states are associated with increased von Willebrand factor levels. High estrogen states, such as pregnancy or taking an oral contraceptive pill, also increases von Willebrand factor. On the other hand, Patients with blood group O and those taking certain medications may have decreased von Willebrand factor levels. So be aware that von Willebrand disease testing in these circumstances can produce inaccurate results, and this may warrant repeat testing. Once von Willebrand disease is diagnosed, the management focuses on treating bleeding episodes and preventing bleeding with invasive procedures. Treatment options can be divided into three categories, local measures, indirect therapies, and direct therapies. Local measures depend on the site of bleeding. In patients with heavy menstrual bleeding, treatment options to reduce menstrual blood loss includes the oral contraceptive pill, hormonally coated IUD, endometrial ablation, or hysterectomy, often in consultation with gynecology. Indirect therapies include tranexamic acid, which is very effective in stopping mucosal bleeding. It is often used prophylactically before minor dental or surgical procedures. It can also be taken during menses to decrease menstrual blood loss. Note, tranexamic acid should not be used in patients with upper urinary tract bleeding, as it can cause clots that obstruct the ureter. Lastly, there are therapies that directly increase plasma von Willebrand factor. Desmopressin, or DDAVP, is a synthetic analog of vasopressin. It acts on endothelial cells to dump stored von Willebrand factor into the circulation. So, DDAVP is effective in acute bleeding episodes or before invasive procedures to increase von Willebrand factor and reduce bleeding. Patients must have a therapeutic trial to confirm DDAVP response prior to use. Most patients with type 1 and type 2A will respond to DDAVP. However, DDAVP is not effective in type 3 because patients do not produce any von Willebrand factor to be released. It is important to know that in type 2B, DDAVP is relatively contraindicated because it can worsen thrombocytopenia. 
When administering DDAVP, patients need to be fluid-restricted to maintenance levels in order to avoid hyponatremia. In patients that cannot use DDAVP, plasma-derived von Willebrand factor concentrate is an option. In Canada, these products are called Humate-P and Willate and contains von Willebrand factor and factor 8. Recombinant von Willebrand factor concentrate is not currently available in Canada. In summary, treatment goals of von Willebrand disease includes treatment of acute bleeding episodes and prevention of bleeding with invasive procedures. It is important for patients to register with an inherited bleeding disorders clinic in order to receive specialized hematology care when available. Did you know that there is also an acquired form of von Willebrand disease? Acquired defects in von Willebrand factor, secondary to pathologic conditions, can result in acquired von Willebrand syndrome. One example is aortic stenosis, where the highest and most hemostatically active von Willebrand factor multimers are destroyed as they pass through the stenotic aortic valve. The triad of aortic stenosis, acquired von Willebrand syndrome, and gastrointestinal bleeding is called Hades syndrome. Thank you for listening to today's episode entitled The Missing Factor, Von Willebrand Disease. This episode was written by Dr. Nicole Relk, internal medicine resident, and reviewed by Dr. Paula James, hematology, and Dr. Joanna Murphy, general internal medicine. The Internetwork series was created by Allison Lay and developed by Zara Morali and Leah Karanopoulos. This podcast was produced and recorded by Zara Morali. Music production by Laxman's Vantha Mohan. If you liked this podcast, please like, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you get your podcasts. Please also check out our website, www.theinternetwork, for an associated Von Willebrand disease infographic. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope to see you again soon.